Welcome to Geek Exploration, where we're going to spoil 11 years of build-up and cinematic magic. We're talking about one of the summer's biggest blockbusters. Seriously, we're going to we're going to we're going to talk about it in length, and there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie that we haven't told you what it is yet, you should stop listening. I'm Ben Robinson, and I'm John Williams. Um, no joke. This is about to be spoiled in three, two, one. Iron Man dies. We're talking Endgame. All right. So here we are. We have seen Avengers Endgame. Like you said, 11 years. I think it was 22 films leading to this. Maybe 23, including Infinity War. Yeah, it's it's been a, a long slog. Like, thinking about the first Iron Man movie. Like, man, that was a long-ass time ago. Yeah. Same year that The Dark Knight came out. Yeah, no shit. Like, has, has Robert Downey Jr. done anything else? Uh, he did those Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, yeah. And he went to do that, he did that one lawyer movie where, uh, who was playing his dad? It was like, uh, uh, what's that fucker's name? I don't even know the movie you're talking about, so. Uh, Robert Duvall. There we go. Oh, okay. I was like, who? who's his sister? Uh, uh, Shelley Duvall. Or maybe, maybe niece? No, I think it's sister. Regardless, it may not even be Robert Duvall. So if you know the answer to this, folks, email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. I still don't know the movie you're talking about. Let us know. In any case, uh, yeah, I bet he's pretty happy to be done with, with the whole Iron Man shtick. You know, I I don't know about that. I mean, clearly he'd gotten tired of it because Marvel wouldn't let him go. But I know they backed a dump truck of money up to his house a few times. And he really does love playing Tony Stark. He's a great Tony Stark. Like, Yeah. Like, like he sells it. Yeah, he made the role. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, as an actor, I imagine he wants to kind of move on and not do the same thing for 11 fucking years. I mean, I'm just I'm putting this out there right now. I'd be shocked if in the future, Robert Downey Jr. wasn't the voice of the AI. Like Tony Stark had to have downloaded his, his brain patterns into something and he'll talk to Peter through his suit. I could dig that. So let's get into the uh, the nitty gritty. You want to go just hit some beats from the movie, sort of go through it, talk it out. You want to do general impressions first? Yeah. Um, I thought it was really good. It's probably one of my favorite Avengers movies for sure. Yes. And uh, like a lot of the ones in the past have said, yeah, you know, they were fun or they were good. Like this one was legitimately good. It was a good wrap up for the 11 years of MCU movies, essentially. They touched they touched a ton of the, you know, the old bases kind of filled in old holes and just really kind of brought everything together and gave us... Uh, you know, some really satisfying character stuff, as well as a solidly satisfying end of series battle. Yeah. I think it's a great capstone for everything, even though I think they've said that technically the next Spider-Man movie will be the last one. Yeah, and it's supposed to take place minutes after this movie ends. Interesting. So we'll see where that goes. I agree with everything you just said. Marvel suffers from movies just being fun you know i've i've referred to a lot of the marvel movies as joke joke punch you know like that's their that's their whole thing there's no stakes it's just joke joke punch joke joke punch joke punch 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 joke end so this one was a very nice change of pace you know there were actual real stakes 
like you said, it wrapped up the, I mean, it wrapped up all the ongoing stories from the last 11 years and it gave very satisfying conclusions to their stories, you know, it, and they, they had callbacks from the original films, which I'll, I'll touch on later. You know, you, you've got, you've got an Avengers movie and it's got time travel in it. Like, of course, I'm going to fucking love this flick. Yeah. I did not see that coming at all. I'm glad that that wasn't spoiled for me. And, uh, like within the first 10 minutes of the movie, they like track Thanos down and fucking Thor cuts his head off. Yeah. How like, about oh, that? Holy shit. Thanos is dead. Look at that. Yeah. Cuts, right. his, cuts his arm off first. Yeah. And he's like, Hah. oh, there it goes. Five years later. He's like, yo, I destroyed the infinity stones. Fuck y'all. And then lop goes his head. Yep. Now, did you see Captain Marvel? I did not. Still in the fucking theaters, man. They oh, gotta, yeah. I don't get to the theater that often. They got to give me a little bit more time to see movies. You can't put them out back to back like this. Now, did you see Black Panther before Infinity War? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Uh, or before Infinity War? Yeah. I'm not sure, actually. I couldn't tell you which order I watched those in. Yeah, because it was the same sort of thing. It came out like a month or two before Infinity War did. Probably not then. Because I saw it was it was later that I saw Black Panther. I did see Captain Marvel, but I feel that it was similar to Black Panther, where like when I saw Infinity War, okay, I hadn't seen all the different like I didn't know who the different tribes were in Black Panther, but I still got the point. They're in Wakanda. There's tribes. They're fighting. Captain Marvel. You know, I came out of that movie understanding that okay, this is Marvel's super powered character, just like ridiculously overpowered. And she's a blonde lady. She's spunky. That's all you really need to know. And I was fully able to infer that by watching what I watched. Exactly. Like watch, yeah. watching um, Endgame. I was like, okay, so she's like Superman. Got it. Yes. Yeah. She's, you know, an alien maybe. She definitely hangs out in space. She seems to fulfill kind of a Green Lantern role somewhere out in sp like space police. Yeah. Her origin was very much like Green Lantern. She was a pilot, comes in contact with an alien power source. Uh, one way or another and ends up with like half creed dna and she's super powerful and yeah so let's bring her into rec shop when it's convenient yeah yeah she like, yeah comes back at the end and just like blasts through the ship yeah oh well, there you go there's thanos's ship it's gone yep all right and that's when i was like okay so she's like superman level power got it yeah so we got to keep her out in space because lots of planets need her Let's not worry about uh, about the fact that we're traveling through time. She was really emphatic about that. Like, yeah. You know, we're not going to be back. We're going to be back at 10 minutes after we left. Well, nope. Other planets need me. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't spare 10 minutes to save the universe. Shit. So they kill off Thanos. And then five years later, the, the world is fucked. You know, like they, there are harbors full of dead ships. You know, the, it looks post-apocalyptic. Do you think that, that that's what the world would look like five years later? I mean, half the population. It's kind of mind-boggling for me. So that's why I'm curious what you think. I don't know. I think they did a decent job. It didn't look like, um, like the shots of San Francisco were kind of weird. I doubt San Francisco would be abandoned and full of garbage. <laughs> the housing Certain areas already are. Well, yeah, but I mean, the housing situation down there is such that if half the people disappeared, it would still be overpriced. Ha! Take yeah. that. I, I think if you went to like, uh, you know, an East Bay neighborhood, it would be devoid of people because they would have all moved out to San Francisco. Yeah, they'd go, they'd go fill in those <laughs> empty Francisco spots. San Francisco would definitely get filled up within five years. There would not be abandoned houses there. But, you know, all the shitty little suburbs that sprung up, you know, 
45 minutes from where everyone works in San Francisco that people commute in and out of every day. Those might be ghost towns. Yeah. Sorry, Walnut Creek. You're fucked. And they mentioned, like, you know, some world governments fallen into disarray and were falling apart, which I could see, like, if, you know, especially if it was disproportionate in, you know, leadership that disappeared. If it ended up like 80% of the Congress and the president and most of the Supreme Court and all those people disappeared, yeah, it'd be a fucking shit show for a while. I don't think it would descend in, at least not in America, I don't think it'd descend into chaos. But I bet there are countries where it certainly would. Yeah, all those other fucking savages out there. Well, yeah, places where, you know, you may have a, a unpopular, you know, it, where there's already civil wars going on and then there's a giant power vacuum, it's not going to get better. No. So the world is fucked. Everyone's sad because there's nothing you can do about it, right? So there, there's uh, there's the scene with Steve Rogers uh, leading a, uh, a, a meeting. You know, where people are talking about their thing. It's kind yeah, of like an AA support meeting group support kind group. Of thing. Yeah. And the guy talking, I don't, I didn't check the credits, but I'm almost certain that that's one of the directors. Uh, Anthony and Joe Russo are the directors of the movie. And I believe he was one of them. He's the one that doesn't look like he's wearing a rug. I don't know which one that is. <laughs> the other one, I'd, I'd be shocked if he wasn't wearing a rug. He's just got a bad haircut. Then we've got a very helpful rat. Stepping on a button and letting our buddy Ant-Man out. So so I just watched Ant-Man and the Wasp not that long ago. Yes. And um, that movie, it didn't end with him trapped. Or what, was, it, was it Ant-Man where he was trapped? Oh, no. Ant-Man and the Wasp, man. Did you not stay through the credits? I guess not. Yeah. I generally don't. Um, what the uh, fuck is wrong with it? Where have you been for 11 years? On that note, Odin made me sit through the whole fucking credits, and they didn't have dick after this one. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I'll, I'll spoil that one for everybody right now. I'll fucking go out and shout that from the, you know, leave once the credit starts. No, they- they These assholes have spent the last 11 years conditioning you to think there's some some nugget at the end of the fucking credits, so you sit through them like a glogdam monkey, and then they don't fucking put anything in there. Yeah, I was really, really hoping for even just a shot of the former Avengers Tower- with like a four there or Baxter building, you know, like set up fantastic four, you fucks. No shit. They just bought Fox. Like they've got, we all know that they have the rights now. And I mean, and they, they said that like the Spider-Man movie, was it far from home? Yeah. Is going to be the final movie. Why isn't there a little kernel in there of that? Yeah. I mean, assholes. And you know, they have a plan too. Like the, Kevin, Kevin Feige, he runs it like he runs, or like, uh, like Vince McMahon runs WWE. Like he's got plans for whatever contingency. You know, like he even said as much years ago before they, uh, before they struck that deal with Sony to get Spider-Man, where they had a plan for, you know, they had Plan A if they if they couldn't use Spider-Man, then they had Plan B if they were able to work out a deal to get Spider-Man. So I figured they they would have had some deal already in the works for Fantastic Four because X-Men have their own thing going. But Marvel getting a hold of Fantastic Four is huge. Yeah, I, yeah, it's one of the few things I'm hopeful for. Oh man, I cannot <laughs> wait for that. So, so what happened at the end of Ant Man and Wasp? Then I guess I missed it. So he is in the quantum realm. He's just exploring around, looking for whatever, and then he, yeah, communication gets cut off from he, you know there was a uh, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Evangeline Lilly's character, uh, Hank Pym, Janet, and yeah. uh, Hope Van Dyne. And they're out there talking to him. Communication goes dead. And then you like, and then it goes to the outside of the quantum realm. And I think you see like the dust like floating away. So all three of them were gone. Yeah, they got dusted. 
Got it. So he was just stuck there for five years. I was kind of able to imply that that's what happened. But yes. I, I was like, I don't remember seeing that happening. Am I missing? Did I miss something? Apparently I did. Yep. You totally did. Putting um, important plot shit like that is just a, it's just a dick move. <laughs> it's not a special little, it's only a special little treat if it doesn't really matter to the story. You know, I would agree normally, but uh, this, this whole Marvel thing is such a different monster. Like it's one of those things where like everything is a setup for everything else. And I feel like it's sort of just understood at this point. Well, they, yeah. And they really showed the value of that. It, we're going back to so many different points and the different plot lines once they had to start traveling time. So Ant-Man goes to the Avengers and he's like, hey, I was, uh, I was stuck in the quantum realm and maybe we can do some time travel stuff. And you're like, oh, wow, that's. That's a that's an interesting thought to uh to or an interesting conclusion to jump to for a little thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not exactly been the most scientific or competently minded gentleman in the previous movies. No, but hey, points to him for having ideas and giving giving them some hope. Well, yeah, and and I yeah, I like how Tony called him out on it and said like your entire strategy is not based on Back to the Future, is it? And you could tell he's like, well, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go to Tony and they're like, hey, let's travel through time, and he's like. Fuck you guys, it's impossible, and I don't want to. Kind of like our time travel episode, I think he's kind of got the same mindset where it's like, he's finally got a good thing going for himself, and the last thing he wants to do is fuck that up. Yeah. You know, like, he doesn't want to go back, change something, and then, poof, he can't risk losing what he's got now in order to uh, fix what's gone. Yeah. So they go looking for somebody else who's super smart, and who's that? Bruce Banner. Yeah, it is. Professor Hulk. Yeah, there were some uh, there were some early leaked images and some uh, some rumors flying around before this movie came out that it would be Professor Hulk. It would be the Hulk with Banner's brains. And boy, howdy, is it? Yeah, it's awesome. They, yeah, they cut like the breakfast table of him eating with them. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, they got Professor Hulk up in this. Bitch. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm so glad. And I love watching that character. He's just he's so stoked. Like, this is the most relaxed you've ever seen Bruce Banner. He is just Super chill. He's got control of the Hulk. They came like they came to an agreement. I think he says he's taking pictures with kids. Like he loves that he is the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, and it, and one it totally kind of is the payoff of the whole Hulk won't come out in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, because there were a lot of people saying in Infinity War that it was Loki masquerading as the Hulk, and that's why he couldn't Hulk out. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Loki appears to be actually dead. Yeah, Loki is dead, dead for real, dead. As is Gamora. Yeah, even like second Gamora appear, seems to have been wiped out. No, from, maybe from what I or yeah, I guess it didn't show it explicitly. But yeah, from what I understand, or from I guess from what people are surmising is that she and Nebula are out there being sisters. One of the Nebulas dead, and the other yes. one was at Tony's funeral. Oh, was she? But Gamora was not there. Oh, I remember shit. looking at that like, oh, she's not there. Because when he fucking snapped his fingers, as far as he knew, she was part of Thanos' forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there were people going. I mean, I I will bet. Um, I don't know. I'll put I'll put five dollars on the line because I'd I'd go bigger, but I don't have much. But there's no way James Gunn is not going to explore a different Gamora in Guardians Three. Well, you can see, like at the end, you know, Quill was like looking at the screen, like you know, he, he, you know, he was like looking at her or for her potentially. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you think, imagine, like, what was Tony's thought when he snapped his fingers? Probably like, fuck this guy and everyone that came, and everyone that rode in 
here with him. Yeah, he doesn't know Gamora. No, he has no fucking clue. He's never met her. Certainly doesn't know that she turned over a new leaf in the end there. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if she got dusted. Yeah, but I would be more surprised if she did. I mean, like... like That's comic books. No one ever stays dead. Logic is on your side, but... uh... I don't, I don't think they, like, dollar signs don't operate under the uh, the rules of logic. I don't know if she was selling that much of the movie either. You know, people, in Infinity War, people were fucking pissed that she died. People were really pissed. So I think if they were going to do another Guardians without her, I, I think there would be some backlash. I was kind of pissed at how she died. Yeah? In Infinity War. I, I thought the, uh, the idea that what Thanos had for her was actually something that you would consider love was a bit uh bit weird no nah, i was i was all right with it like i mean they they made him a sympathetic character which i don't necessarily agree with but it made for for a compelling story like that was an emotional moment for me like it, when it hit me what what it all meant you know before he grabbed her like i i think i realized just before she did then it uh it hit kind of hard you know i was like oh fuck oh oh this character does feel something all right, but we digress. They need more. They need more muscle. Who do they go to? Thor. Yeah, Fat Thor. Fucking fat, jiggly. T- the, the, I, I felt great. I told my wife something to the effect of uh, my Thor-like physique. Holy shit! <laughs> it's like holy shit, I look better than Thor. That was nice. so great. Yeah, it reminded me. It reminded <laughs> me of myself uh, a few years ago. Uh, yeah, that was so fucking hilarious. They show up and there's just this jiggly fat Thor. He's shirtless, drinking beer. He's got a his beard's all grown out and scraggly. Yeah, his hair's long again. Yeah, I don't like short hair. Thor doesn't look like Thor to me. It just looks like Chris Hemsworth. Um, so he doesn't want to want to go along with it. But eventually, they uh, they convince him to come along. How did they do it again? I can't remember. I think Rocket told him there was beer on the ship. Oh yeah, totally. And he asks what kind. <laughs> he was I, I like I liked Fat Thor because uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, he was definitely kind of a baby through most of the movie. Yeah. He was just acting like a little whiny baby. And I was glad to see at the funeral that he was still fat. Yes. Because like when he did it, you know, like when, when he did his, I'm going to kick Thanos' ass thing and like fucking lightning struck him and his beer magically became braided <laughs> and his, you know, and he had his armor on and shit. Like I was like, oh, did he just magically get thin again? Yeah. It I would disappoint me. But no, he was still fat at the funeral. He's got to work it off just like the rest of us. I figured there, that there would just be a passage of time and he would work it off or something. But they committed to Fat Thor. He was Fat Thor for the whole movie. <laughs> that was funny. Like at Tony's funeral, like, man, you couldn't even clean up that beard? Yeah. Fuck, dude. <laughs> it's like he had a he had a total shift uh, in his attitude and his mind. Um, so Tony spends 10 minutes or so thinking about uh about time travel at home once he sees a picture of peter parker and gets all sad about it and oh shit he figures it out of course he does he's tony stark he, yeah he's got a time travel bracelet now um so they 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 join up at the avengers compound and they lay out their rules so that's something that is very big for time travel movies is that you you've got to have your rules so their big rule in here which I don't, it doesn't really seem like it's been done, or at least not that I, that I can remember, is that what you do in the past cannot change the future, or will not change your present. Yeah, yeah, well, I think that's been done in a few things before here and there. I mean, that's kind of like one of the things about time travel. It's like, you want to go back and kill Hitler? Well, tough. Something's going to happen. History's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen no matter what. Yeah. 
But then they also do the thing where they have to get the stones back, otherwise it's going to splinter time, and those splintered timelines are going to descend into chaos or some shit. Yeah, like you have the Ancient One explaining that, uh, that you know, she basically lays out that you can create alternate universes through that. But only if you take inf- Infinity Stones out. Yeah. Like. Otherwise, time is fixed and you're, you know, it ain't going to change. Which is what like, I was wondering, like, so is there, what happened to Mjolnir? Like, he, like, went back in the past and, like, totally stole it. Like, does, is the Thor from that time, like, where the fuck's my hammer? No, Cap takes it back. Oh, he did take it back, didn't he, at the yeah. end? Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't put that together. I thought he was just being like, I'm going to go back and maybe I'll kick some ass with this hammer, too. I went through the exact same thing. I read it in some other article. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what it was. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because he totally didn't come back with it. Yeah. So when they're, when they're laying out that rule, I love that. I think it's Ant-Man says, like, so Back to the Future was bullshit? Yeah. Like, oh, I love that. <laughs> that's hot, canon Hot now. tub time machine and shit. Yeah. Bill and Ted. Um, so they all get in little, little groupy groups, and they decide they're going to, well, they have to go back and hit certain points in history to take Infinity Stones. So we get to see different angles on uh, on past movies. One of them was the first Avengers movie during the Battle of New York. And that that personally was my favorite one. That was awesome. Like you get to see some things from different angles and stuff that happened afterwards and then yeah, they, Captain America fights himself. That is America's ass. Yeah. <laughs> um and then you've got uh Thor and Rocket going to Thor 2 world and then you've got Let's see, who was it? War Machine, Nebula, and who was the other person on that? War oh, Machine. Hawkeye and Black Widow. Let's see, yeah, Nebula and War Machine go to the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy when Peter Quill finds that stone. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like it cuts to him like dancing around and singing with no music, and like yeah, it's because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, yep. And um, and then Black Widow and Hawkeye go to Vormir to get the Soul Stone. Where that pretty much plays out exactly like Thanos is even the music cues, you know. So yeah. they have a cool little fight over who gets to die. I really thought it was going to be Hawkeye when he did the slow motion thing. They got me good, and I still kind of wish it was. But Black Widow eats it. Yeah, I fucking noticed. It was weird. I noticed on that, like uh, the things that draw me out of movies are all the little things that don't make sense, because just because it makes costumes look cooler or this and that. But like Hawkeye totally went on this mission. To, you know, get an Infinity Stone, not having any idea what he was going to find there, obviously. They had no clue what, they were, what was going to occur there, other than Infinity Stone on this planet of, like, death and doom or something, I think they described it. And he brings a sword and three arrows. What more does he need? Shoot something, he can pull it back out again. <laughs> He's got three. Well, one of them was apparently explosive. Yeah. So he wasn't going to reuse that one. <laughs> maybe he's hoping to find the time stone he's like hey whatever i can just make new arrows i can just go back and get it from 10 seconds ago like, like why does he only have three arrows on him that doesn't make any sense seems like you would go in pretty outfitted for that yeah so the thing that took me out of that moment was the same problem i had at the end of infinity war so at the end of infinity war snap you see spider-man die you see black panther die you see doctor strange die and all three of those guys have sequels in the works. So, Black Widow's got her own movie coming out. A prequel, though? Possibly. Like, that, that was, that's the only thing that would make sense. She's got a lot of interesting history, you know, like back when she was a, you know, what, Russian operative or some shit. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's a spy flick that, that is a prequel, sweet. But in the moment, like, I wasn't thinking logically. I was just like, wait, are you kidding me? Like, the one person that they kill off 
is the one person from the from the core group of Avengers that stuck around to this movie that has a new movie coming out. Nobody else has announced movies. Yeah, that's probably why it was a bit of a surprise to you. I had no idea there was a Black Widow movie coming out. Yeah, yeah, that one's being filmed. And then there's there's talks of a Hawkeye TV show. But Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Disney Plus is doing all sorts of TV shows. There's gonna be I a they are. There's gonna be a uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision one called WandaVision, apparently. Called I Don't Give a Shit. That's probably what it should be called. Well, yeah, and there's rumors that, that <laughs> it at least partially takes place in the fifties. Weird. Yeah. What the fuck? And then there's a uh, there's a Loki TV show, so people go, okay, what about Loki? Loki from Infinity War is dead. Yeah, well, they, they could do these TV shows outside of the the you know MCU continuity if they want to. They could, but they're not going to. Kevin Feige is very adamant about the fact that these are going to take place in continuity, not like Agents of Shield, where it's just sort of loosely affiliated, or the Netflix TV series that weren't affiliated at all. Well, they kind of referenced. The events of the movies, but the movies never tied back in. Yeah, in Daredevil and and yeah, what was it, Jessica Jones? Jessica Jones. Yeah, they, they mentioned, mentioned New York. York getting all fucked up. Yeah, yeah, but those those are out of continuity as far as official capacity goes. But we do see in this movie during all the shenanigans during the the Battle of New York that Loki gets a hold of a tesseract and disappears. So it, the TV show could be that Loki. Oh, that's true. He did. Yeah. So yeah, we. I mean, that could be a splinter of a. Uh... Well, but uh, but they said you can't change the future though. So he, because uh, they still have to go further back to get it. So he still, um, he still is going to end up on that ship and die. No, not necessarily, because he he's splintered off into his own alternate universe at that point, right? Well, he didn't know because he didn't remove that Infinity Stone from the timeline. He just moved its location. Hmm. Well, and if he's in a if, if he splintered off in a in a different freaking timeline, that's called it. That's a different universe of continuity. And if they're trying to avoid that, now again, any of these characters have all kinds of shenanigans they could get up to before they died. That you could do any number of movies and TV shows about. Yeah, I don't give a shit about any of that. I mean, at the end at the end of this movie, they've solved all the problems. Like you know, they're done, right? It's not going to be any interesting. Well, at least at least that. these main these main guys are, but. The next threat, I mean, now that they've opened up time travel, like, they're going to have to find a way to tell compelling stories without, you know, just without saying, okay, we're going to go back in time and save Tony. Because, you know, why not? Let's just pull him out. They, they did make, kind of make a point in the movie that, the, you know, the folks that actually died, died. Like, that weren't, like, you know, stoned away. Yeah. Um, they... Everyone definitely seemed to have the attitude that, you know, they're dead. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Black Widow is dead. They tried to get her back. Can't do it. Well, and that, and that makes sense. You know, she was traded for an Infinity Stone. So yeah. it's like, nah, who, you know, whoever's the arbiter of that deal's not giving that up. Soul for a soul. So then we've got, uh, we've got Captain America and Iron Man going to the 70s, where Iron Man gets to meet his dad, and Captain America gets to see... Peggy Carter, just so we go, oh, remember her? They're in an, in an early S.H.I.E.L.D. base, and they get a hold of the Tesseract that was previously stolen from Loki. And they get some more pin particles for them to be able to shrink and go through time. And he took four of them, which means they should have some more bonus ones lying around somewhere. Yeah, they. I mean, he at least used one of them to... Oh, no, I guess that would be his his end trip. Once back to replace the stones and then... Oh, I guess he could get more as he went. 
Yeah. Well, and somehow later on, um, evil Nebula was able to use like the half a vial's worth of pin particles they had to open up a gateway and bring like all of Thanos' forces through. Yeah, I didn't pay much attention to how that actually happened. I was like, yeah, whatever, gateway's open, she brought them through. Like, they were shrunk, I know, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how they pulled that one off either. Well, advanced space science. Yeah. So before she brings them through, Tony builds himself a little gauntlet, and they throw those infinity stones in there. And um, they they get Hulk to give the world a little snapperoo, bring everyone back without taking away what's what's there, Tony insisted, so he wouldn't lose his daughter. Like, they're just basically snapping people back rather than snapping time back to what it was yeah, before. Yeah, just bringing everybody that disappeared then to now. And it was a, a very sweet way to show it was for Hawkeye to get a call from his wife. Yeah, probably really confused about why, like, their house is a total fucking mess. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, it looks like no one's been here for five years. What the fuck's going on? Assuming he didn't sell it and someone else was living there. Yeah, no kidding. I doubt he would sell his yeah, I house. I bet he wouldn't. Yeah, like that's where he goes to cry. <laughs> yeah, and there's it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Who's buying that? So yeah, Nebula opens up the uh, the portal for Thanos to come through, and he just blasts the fuck out of the compound. Oh yeah, he shows up and yeah, just starts fucking things up left and right, and fucking just sits there and waits for him and shit. And I, I like how they in the begin, you know, they kind of go in and they resolve the you know the existing Thanos thing, murdering him within the first ten minutes of the movie, and it's just done and over. And then you still get a good, gratifying superhero battle against Thanos and his forces. Yeah, and and I I love uh, on that same note how you know after he's murdered in the beginning you're like, "Oh, great. So we we don't have to worry about taking the time to redeem this character and to make him see the error of his ways and shit and all that all that cliché bullshit. They just kill that motherfucker and then all of a sudden it's a time travel adventure with a bunch of good guys, you know, getting into like Marty McFly back to the future 2 yeah. shenanigans rather than yeah, you're not worrying about about a villain that whole time and then thanos comes back and you're like oh fuck oh wow he oh he is the villain of this movie we yeah. we do get to actually see a big fight with everyone and thanos so at first after thanos wrecks shop and you know fucks up the whole compound like you've got iron man thor and captain america face to face with thanos oh yeah and yeah they, one they on are one battle yeah, they, I mean, on three, three on one, I guess. <laughs> but they are, you know, just trading blows. It is such a satisfying, fun battle there to see all of them going. Captain America gets knocked away. Iron Man gets knocked unconscious, from what you can tell. And Thor's fighting him. He's got Stormbreaker. You know, they're going toe to toe. And Thanos just starts, you know, like, like they get locked up all He's close. Like pushing it towards his chest. Yeah, he shit. starts pushing it, you know, probably goes an inch into his chest. And you're like, oh, fuck. And you see a close-up on Mjolnir, and it's being lifted. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm getting chills just, just talking about it right now. And, like, I knew it. Like, I, I was in Angelina's ear. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, yes. And then you see Cap with that hammer in his hand just fucking lit up. I've never heard or experienced a theater erupt like that. <laughs> like, it was, it was like like you could feel it in your bones seeing cap lift me all near and start fucking wrecking shop on lightning thanos starts flying out of it and shit he's like striking him with lightning and shit oh it was like oh fuck oh that was so satisfying because there's precedent for that in the comics and uh 
in Age of Ultron, you know, they they have that funny scene where everyone's trying to lift Thor's hammer and they can't. And then Cap goes to do it and it budges. And like Thor gives like a little nervous laughter, like, ha, yeah, told you you couldn't do it. Uh, you're not worthy. Whatever. Thor had some line like, I don't know if it was like, I knew you were worthy or. or, or yeah, like, I knew it. Yeah. yeah where, so, yeah. like, to me, it read like he knew in Age of Ultron that Cap could have lifted it, but Cap was just being nice. You know, and like going, oh, oh, looks like I can't lift it. You know, or at least that's how I interpreted it. And I, I, I could see Captain America being the type of person that, that would do that. You know, where yeah, he's just totally. a super he's nice polite. dude. Yeah. Should have been Captain Canada. <laughs> uh, he's 40s America back when back yeah. when we were polite. <laughs> at least from, from what I can remember, I can't wait to see the movie again to analyze it. That was my favorite moment. That was pretty cool. But um, yeah, so then... Thanos gets the upper hand, of course, because that's how superhero fights have to go. You got to have the triumphant, you know, like the hero's going to fuck him up. But, oh, no, we're not done yet. He lays an ass whooping down on him. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he fucking it's a full force superhero battle. And it was rad. And then he uh, Thanos bashes cap up good, breaks his shield open. Oh, fuck. Is this the part where like because in the in the comic books everyone's dead and captain america like walks up to him and he's like as long as one man's standing you'll never win or something of, of that sort and then thanos just backhands him and kills him so i was like oh fuck like is cap gonna die right here is he gonna have that meaningful death where he stands up to him and, and thanos whacks him yeah they definitely went a f- totally different direction than the comic oh yeah for <laughs> sure <laughs> all, yeah, completely different yeah and i'm i'm perfectly all right with it no yeah, it was very satisfying yeah, because then he shows up and they start fighting a little bit and he's like, man, you know what? I'm just going to fuck all your stuff up. That's, the, you know, fuck you, fuck Earth, and brings out like the full might of his enormous army. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. And then uh, little portals start opening up and all the heroes come back. Ooh. And you've got like fucking everybody from all the movies that isn't dead. Yeah, I just, I just got chills just thinking about it. And yeah. like, I don't know about you, but the crowd I saw it in was full of tons of invested comic geeks. It was the first showing on Thursday. And certain points in the movie, like this one, like the crowd just lit up. It, it You know, just cheering in the theaters. I don't like theaters that make noise, but it was infectious. Like, it, I was so stoked to be in that moment when everyone comes back. Yeah, you see everybody stepping through the portals from wherever the fuck they were, and you're like, oh shit, this is fucking badass. This is going to be a fight here. Yeah, here's the fight. You got like all the uh, wizards or whatever, the the folks from what Shangri La or whatever, uh, from the this Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, what, what were those guys called? I don't know, the monks of yeah. something or other. Yeah, those guys. They all show up and all the fucking Wakandans and so like the proper army on both sides. Um, so then everybody comes out and giant battle. You know, one thing I really appreciated about the battle is how clear it was yeah like they didn't do the weird you know bunch of shaky cam fucking quick shots close-ups where you can't tell what's going on like good call like it was zoomed out enough that you could you know you could see individual catch individual characters and stuff getting in in getting engaged in in fights yeah spider-man does his uh instant kill mode yeah yeah <laughs> yes exactly it just fucking but like all the shots were clear like you could it wasn't like watching a transformers movie or something where you're like what the fuck is this hot mess of shit on the screen right now yeah like you could fully tell what was going on and and yeah i'm excited to go back and watch that again because i'm sure there's a ton of shit i missed going on like in the background because there was just so much going on 
Did you miss the uh, the gratuitous girl power part? I did not miss that. <laughs> they, they made they made that one pretty clear as well. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. was there like a chorus of neckbeard groans when uh, when that occurred <laughs> on opening night? There. Oh shit! I mean, there there's been talk that uh, that Marvel wants to do like a female Avengers style movie. So I'm not surprised they did that. But it is kind of funny how like they they're doing the whole keep the keep the gauntlet away from Thanos you know certain people are carrying it Black Panther carries it Spider-Man carries it and then all of a sudden it's just like it just lands in front of this giant group of of female heroes and they're like yeah it's like right after Captain Marvel came back and she's like I'll take it from here yeah and then you know and then he's like can you do it or how are you going to get through that and there's like a bunch of guys and like a bunch of second string superheroes kind of pop up next to her and be like we'll help her and be like this is fun captain marvel she can't she's gonna get through that just fine yeah she doesn't need any of you for that <laughs> but you know go for it yeah yeah and they so they they march it forward and then shit gets fucked up again because that's what happens it just keeps getting fucked up thanos gets it on his hand and you're like oh shit and like, did you see that part? Like, like he almost snaps, like his hands are up and then somebody does something that grabs it away. I can't remember if it's like Spider-Man or, well, or Captain Marvel comes up first and grabs it and was like pulling his fucking hands apart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like he... holding the fingers are away from each other. Yeah, and then he, uh, he blasts her with something or head, but it does. Oh no. He pulls one of the stones off and blasts her with his other hand. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He pulls the power stone out. Yeah. And just... Oh yeah. Cause he goes to head butter and it doesn't do anything just so everybody can go. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, she doesn't even flinch. She kind of powerful. makes a hollow thunk noise. Which, and she she makes that face that she makes through the entirety of the Captain Marvel movie, which is just sort of a blank stare. I'm so sick of that face. I'm sorry, I didn't... should have at least smirked at him or something. Yeah, I... <laughs> chump. I did not care for Captain Marvel at all. Like Brie Larson just didn't sell the character for me, and like at the end of it, I came out of it just going like, okay, so. She's the most powerful hero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, who cares about anything else? I don't know. I I just, I don't... Well, I'm glad they didn't really lean that heavily on her in the final battle at all. Well, yeah, it's it's like... like, She came back and kicked some ass, but there was a lot of ass to be kicked. Yeah. I mean, it it just... And, and like, even her, her contributions to the end of the movie there, like, that could have just as easily been Thor. I'm not saying like, we don't, you know, I know it's going to come off like I'm being sexist. Like, oh, we didn't need a female to come in here and do that. Or it could be interpreted that way, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I wish, I wish Captain Marvel was a better character, you know, well, more, more fleshed out. Man, and just like, I didn't see the movie. I didn't see her movie. And it came out like, what, three weeks ago? A uh, month, maybe? Yeah, a month, month and a half. So just, there's not that much developed in that character. Like no one has anything, like we got, we all have, you know multiple movies invested in all the rest of these characters we just don't have that with her uh you know she's just shows up and she's kind of uh cocky and like well i got other plans to save earth's got you you don't need me well yeah but i mean and i mean like just kind of comes back and does a little bit of ass kicking but you know that's about it but even with like black panther like going back and watching black panther there is much more of a developed character and lore involved with it but like honestly like i I could honestly say to somebody, like, you don't need to watch Captain Marvel to understand anything. I didn't see Captain Marvel. I, yeah. I think I understood everything. You did. I'm, I'm sure you did. So. I told you everything you need to understand. Yeah. She's very, she's a very powerful person. But I guess you do get to see how Nick Fury gets his eyeball uh, oh, that's fucked. Cool. Mm-hmm. You won't think so after you see the movie. Oh. 
Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Is he like trip and like fall on a pencil <laughs> or something? He That would be better. Was he running with scissors when he was a kid? <laughs> <laughs> he called Tony Stark an asshole and Tony Stark like throws a baseball at his head. <laughs> no. Um, no. It's dumb. I don't know. Whatever. Good. Hopefully her sequel will be better. I, I'll, I'll go see the sequel. You know, I'm, I'm invested in these movies enough to, uh, you know, if she does get a sequel. Well, she's going to get a sequel. It was made a fucking billion dollars, just like Aquaman. It's a weird world we live in. Um, so, you know, Doctor Strange gives Tony a little nod. You know, like, hey, this is the one. This is the one in 14 million where, where it happens. Tony Stark runs up and uh has a little tussle with thanos thanos gets gets him off of him snaps his fingers snaps his fingers again but nothing happens nothing happens oh shit who's got the who's got the stones in his gauntlet tony stark tony stark yeah that's so, how, like i was like so without knowing this at all like his suit's just able to like accept them i guess apparently you don't need to go to the freaking whatever it is and have the turbo dwarfs make you a special gauntlet you can just make them yeah, yeah, that that was that was kind shit. of well. Of course, of course, Tony Stark can make a gauntlet, but uh, on the fly, yeah, in his suit that he already has. But you know, whatever. Yeah, at least it killed him. Yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> says, "I am," or you know, Thanos gives his little "I am inevitable" line. Tony Stark says, "I am Iron Man." Snap, and uh, dust goes the Thanos. Yep. Yeah. Nice, All of tidy, them dust away. Clean up. He dies. And uh, then everyone, then it's got like the little sad vignettes for the rest of the movie. Yep. I, one, the one thing that bothered me about the final battle, and, and I guess I, it's what I could expect. It, it happens in most of these movies. It, like she starts, I mean, it's like a, it's a pitched battle. This is fucking legit. There's 20,000 people fighting between, you know, grunts and whatnot. I mean, there's just, it's a, you know, wall to wall shit show. And uh, yet they keep finding places where they can come together and have a two minute long chat. Like when uh, Tony meets up with Peter again. Yeah. And they're like, oh, good. And they get a big hug. I'm like, oh, this feels so great right now. I'm so glad. Like, why is no one shooting you or stabbing you? Like, you're just in this big square where nothing is fucking going on for two minutes. You know, everyone's got to make their little reintroductions and say a couple snappy lines. I don't know. That's, that shit always bothers me in movies. <laughs> like, you're in the middle of a fucking battle, guys. Fucking chit chat later. Like, give someone like a knowing nod and then keep punching yeah hey it's good to see you yeah exactly <laughs> i'm alive Woo! <laughs> you don't need to come up and be like oh hug story and be like oh this happened and then this happened blah, blah, blah. And like explain to him what went on like i don't give a shit everyone's dying let's fight but they got they've got that dialogue they got to get in somewhere yeah so well especially when one of those characters is about to die for good for real so yeah kills tony stark but they win the day so the the big question coming into this was who's going to die? You know, the both Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans were even Chris Hemsworth contract was over, but the speculation was Chris Evans was done. Like he he even like tweeted or something about his last day filming and saying goodbye to the character and people know that that he wants to go off and do other things he wants to direct a lot more and he you know you don't want to be tied to one character for your entire life yeah absolutely so i was surprised that he didn't die but then we see that captain america is gonna put on a time travel suit and go put the uh the infinity stones back you know he's supposed to come back 10 seconds later and he doesn't and i'm not sure how they explain this but he ends up on a bench just you know a few measly feet away 
And he is an old man. Yeah, and the the combination of old suit makeup and uh, CGI, I'm sure that was in there. Fucking, he looks convincingly old for like it was a good job on the old the oldifying of Chris Evans. It was so good. Like I had to question whether or not it was him. Like in side profile at first, he looked kind of like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, <laughs> and his his voice even had a quality of like like an old man quality. It was great. Yeah, they did a really good job with that. And then he passes off the Captain America. Uh, mantle or shield, yeah, shield, I guess, more specifically, um, to uh, bird guy. Yeah, Falcon. Yes, Falcon. exactly. Yeah. Bird guy that you can't even remember the name of <laughs> because what the fuck has Falcon done to deserve that fucking shield? Why is he handing it to him and not Bucky? Bucky's like standing right behind him. Yeah, and there, there's even, <laughs> I mean, there's precedent in the comics for both of them at different times to be Captain America. But holy shit, like. <sighs> I I don't know if they're gonna do like a like a team up like Bucky Falcon TV series on Disney Plus, sure. But yeah, I I don't know. I I don't think the guy who plays Falcon is a strong enough actor to carry his own movie. So hopefully Bucky will be there. Well, and uh, he's not. He doesn't actually have any like super soldieriness to him, does he? He's just a dude with a cool suit. Yeah, he's he's a dude with a suit that is not as cool as Iron Man's. Like, like, if he is on his own mission and he's flying in somewhere and, like, ten people have machine guns, he's fucked. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he it, doesn't actually have protection from any of that. Where Bucky does to some degree, right? Like, he's... Yeah, he could hold his arm in front of bullets or something, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, he, well he, he's kind of got him. some semi-super soldier in him or something, doesn't he? Oh, didn't yeah, they, yeah. They... Bucky yeah. Bucky is is uh, ripped up, yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know what this guy's. Uh, I was just kind of confused. I was like, he's—is he going to be capable of being Captain America, or is he just going to be Falcon with a shield? Yeah, and like that happened in the comics. I don't know, three or four years ago or something. So I see why the writers did that in the moment, but as a whole, I believe that concept was just a failed concept. So by the time another Captain America get movie gets made. You know, it's going to be even further in the past, and I don't think it's anything anybody wants to see. I can't speak for everyone. Maybe, I mean, it, it could, could be, be great. Yeah, yeah, anything could be good. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, I it was a surprising decision to me, um, you know, unless, unless he just knows that Bucky wants to, like, retire and go back to farming in Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bucky was tired of fighting. Um. So, yeah, wrapped up. Tony's got a funeral. So did you did you notice that tall teenager? Yeah, who the fuck was that? And yeah, the, like behind, who's kind of standing behind? Uh, who was he behind? He was like near the back. Yeah, I had a hard time with and that too. I was like, too. who the fuck is this guy? Like, I know who everyone else is. I have no idea who that guy is. I had to look it up. He is the kid from Iron Man Three. Did you ever see Iron Man Three? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, he was that little kid in that movie that that Tony befriends, and you know when he when he lands when when he crashes on that on the property in Minnesota or wherever wherever the fuck oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, he's that little kid that was in that adventure. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I figured he had to have been someone from some of the movies. Yeah, she had no idea who. The like he's was. the director's nephew, and he's just like, okay, I promised his his mom I'd put him in the movie. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, touching conclusion, uh, Thor, it appears they're, they're setting up for the possibility that Thor will be in the next Guardians of the Galaxy, which totally works for the way Thor and Thor yeah, Ragnarok especially went. Especially the way Thor is now. He's, he's a bit more of a ham. Yeah. Than I would generally have preferred Thor to be, but. Yeah. It sells. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I liked the second Thor movie. Yeah, so did I. I but... think it, it was. It's widely regarded as one of the worst. Oh yeah, absolutely. People hate that movie. But I, I thought it was a solid Thor story. Yeah, like that was that story was pretty true to the comic character Thor. Yeah, it was good. It was more hard fantasy than the first one was, and and you know the the costuming was great. Yeah. So it's a shame. But yeah, so now we have a future where there is no more Captain America, there's no more Iron Man, and possibly no more Thor. So what would you like to see coming out of this? I don't know if I want to see anything coming out of this. I'm pretty happy <laughs> with it. It was a good ending. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they got a couple other good stories to tell, I think that's good. But I mean, I've, you know, they got 11 years and 20 some odd movies. Uh, I think I would be perfectly fine if they called it a wrap. Yeah. Frankly. Um, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with Spider-Man. Yeah. Because uh, I do like Tom Holland as, as Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to Far From Home, which comes out in a few months. Yeah. So um, is that really that soon, huh? Oh, yeah. They will not rest. But I think I, I'm not sure what's coming next after that. Like, I'll probably do like a Star Wars Guardians of the Galaxy crossover. Oh boy, how weird would that be? It'd be awful. Yeah, I don't. Be. I don't know if they would. I don't think they'd risk it. Or maybe they'd throw in like a Star Wars alien race into a bar in Guardians totally of the Galaxy. That. that would be fun. I could absolutely see him throwing some Star Wars shit in the background. Yeah. So there's going to be a Black Panther too. See, I don't know enough about Black Panther to know what's going on with that. Hopefully, they'd tie that into Fantastic Four. There's precedent for those two groups of are uh, those two franchises to be together i would hope in a doctor strange sequel that i would like to see mephisto yeah you know why why not we had they kind of they kind of squandered dormammu dormammu i've come to bargain with uh you know him just being like a giant space thing yeah weird space face yeah um but i would really love to see fantastic four done well i want to see silver surfer coming out of that i want to see a correct Galact- galactus yeah, proper Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it'd be really cool if they could find a way to do little adventures too. You know, so you could so you could still see Mole Man or you could see Annihilus. But I mean, it would suck to waste all of those good stories on one movie. But man, honestly, I could see a Fantastic Four sh- TV show working better than a movie. I would love that. I <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah, something a bit more serialized. Something um, where they're kind of going on semi self contained little adventures. Yeah. Because that's a bit, that's more like what the comic was. Yeah, but comics back then, they were so self-contained. You know, like one, maybe two issues. But you you had an adventure start and begin in one issue. And I think for those characters, a TV show just, I don't know, I think it just might work better. That that format, you know, where you can get to know the characters well. And, um, you know, they they don't need to spend 50% of the time redoing an origin story. Because like like are they going to do that if they make a Fantastic Four movie? Because the, the all the other ones were so terrible, but they have about the right origin. Like people kind of know it, but they're going to have to re kind of reboot to some degree. See if you did if you did a Fantastic Four movie where you just wanted where you wanted the movie for the most part to take place in a world where they've already existed for a little bit, which I think would be the right move. I think you could do their origin in like a cold open style, like a seven minute origin recap in the beginning. Yeah. And then you're just in it and they just exist. And you can you can do all the character development and exposition you want in their initial interactions and you don't have to you don't have to worry about taking 
10, 12, 15, 25 minutes to explain why Reed Richards and Dr. Doom are not friends. And, oh, Reed Richards kind of has a crush on the invisible. It's like, no, they're, they're married. Just, just have them married already. Yeah. No shit. Right. You know, Johnny Storm is his own character. Ben Grimm is the one with the, with the, the emotional thing, but Hey, why, why waste time having a sad sack thing again? We already saw it for two movies before. We don't need, that's, that's like the least interesting thing about the thing. Yeah. Like the, I think the most interesting aspect to him is that he is like, you know, beside being like nearly indestructible and turbo strong, uh, his will is stronger than all of that. Yeah. That he's just, he's a, he's a irrepressible you know, his irrepressible will to just keep going. He will never, ever give up. Yeah. He will just keep going and going and going until he's dust. Yeah, it's fucking clobbering time. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a, a machine, a, a, a clobbering machine. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, seeing him as this, you know, self-sorry sack of poor self-confidence was uh, not compelling to me. Yeah, like in the comic books, when it first happens, like, he's pissed. But you know what? He calms down and he gets used to it. Or if he doesn't get used to it, you know, he just, they move on quick enough to where it's like, okay, these are the circumstances now. You don't need to be spending the entirety of the story wallowing in it. Yeah, exactly. Which, which would be the great benefit of kind of just jumping in like five years later. Once they've already got it set up and they've got their tower and uh, like their established heroes. Yeah. And let's do Reed Richards properly like let's make him i mean now that tony stark's dead that you know they're they're missing a mechanical genius yeah and that you know reed richards should be able to put tony stark to shame not by like a shit ton but you know he he is smarter than tony stark oh yeah he's yeah he's mega genius i don't know where where he is on the list like officially with marvel but he's without a doubt one of the smartest people to exist so let's act like it he was kind of adult yeah. in the in the first series, at least. I only saw the the second one once. Yes. I mean the the <laughs> the is, reboot. There's all the more you need to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember not hating it as much as I planned on hating it or expected to, but yeah, it was not good. In closing, I don't know if this is my favorite MCU movie, but it's definitely up there, easy top five. It was without a doubt the most enjoyable experience i've ever had in a theater with the mcu and possibly otherwise like being in being the, the energy in that theater was stupid good yeah i saw a saturday morning matinee the energy was a bit tamped down oh but it was still fun yeah you saw it what like 10 a.m yeah 9 45 <laughs> yeah it was it was ridiculous it was such a it was it was memorable and i can't wait to go see that movie again it didn't feel like three hours even though i did have to pee there's no way around that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of people were giving me shit on Facebook when I was just put a post out there like, haha, be, f be kind to the people who, who need to pee. Don't get mad at them for standing in front of you. They don't want to miss the movie. Yeah, no shit, right? So I happened to pick the right moment. I went in when, uh, when Thor was talking to his mom. I came back in and Angelina was like, you didn't miss anything. Like, yes. Yeah. Thor's mom said, you can do it, son. Yeah. And Quit then she said, eat a salad. Yes. That's that's what I saw when I came back in. Yeah. yeah. Rocket was getting chased by the guards because he, you know, stabbed their guest and extracted an infinity stone from her. <laughs> and somehow he ends up in uh, the queen's quarters and uh, there's no guards chasing him anymore. Yeah, why not? He knew where to go. And uh, I guess they're like, oh, shit, went to the queen's room. We're not allowed to go in there. I guess we got to stop now. Good job, Rocket. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, it was, this is easily within top five. I, I, I don't like ranking lists as, uh, it's true. People may be aware, but, uh, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The, the only thing that would keep me from saying it's the best one is that you really have to have seen a bunch of the other ones to get the full enjoyment out of it. See, and I've, like you couldn't just go watch this movie as it's on its own and you'd still enjoy it. It'd still be fun, but you would not have some of the, the background and you'd be a bit more confused at times. Like it definitely leans on having seen the other movies. Yeah. And you know, I've, I remember saying that back in the day about X-Men two and Spider-Man two about how like it's better than the first, but you have to have the first. But I think at this point, like I can't, I can't make that distinction anymore. It's just like, you know, there, there's, there's too much, like I can't knock Endgame because it relies on other, like, like it, it was still just, it was, no, I enjoyed it so much that oh, and I wouldn't knock it. I think that's one of its greatest assets. Like I think they did a fantastic job of tying this series up. I, I, yeah. it is a, a better job than I would have ever hoped for. I think they went in and they really did a great job of taking, you know, this enormous series of movies and kind of wrapping them all up and putting a bow on it and saying, here's the conclusion to everything we've been building to for the last decade. Yeah. Here's your reward for, for being faithful viewers. Yeah. Cause like technically wasn't the Ed Norton Hulk movie in continuity. Yes. I mean, Jesus Christ. That was a long ass time ago. Yeah. That came, <laughs> that came a year after, after the first Iron Man. Log damn. That was a long time ago. But uh, I think so. I think having to rely on the other movies is, you know, pivotal to it. I mean, I think that's why it's the, my favorite in the series. But you, it would not be the first one to jump into, either. Like yeah, no, yeah, I would not recommend it. Yeah, as your as your first foray into there. But I think I'm I'm more likely to watch that movie than any other Avengers movie. Yeah, you know, on on repeat viewing, it's yeah. got it's got it all. Well, and I'd watched Infinity War just before it, and I liked Infinity War quite a bit, too. Yeah, yeah, same here. I, I, I do have a bit of an issue with Thanos' motives, though. I just don't get them. Eh. I, you know, I was, I was able to just suspend my issues with that for, the, for, end, for Endgame, and it was okay. Yeah. I still, you know, enjoyed it enough, but uh, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know why they ch changed it. It seems less relatable. I don't know if they're trying to be more, you know, current, you know, population growth, running out of resources. <laughs> He's really concerned about the global warming, not having enough resources. Like he literally, if he has the power to snap his fingers and destroy half the life in the universe, he could also snap his fingers and double the size of the universe. Yeah. Same you know, same end solution there, man. You know, if he's if he's really on a war against like poverty and suffering, he could just make those not a thing anymore. Yeah, like he could have done that. So it's just it was a big. Uh, well, and that that's it, sort of the conclusion he comes to at the end of Endgame. He's like, oh yeah, well fine, I'll just fucking recreate it from the beginning. I tried I tried to give you guys a a better uh, better solution, but fuck it. Yeah, wipe the slate clean and start over. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I can empathize with that a bit more, but I, I don't know why they ditched the old. I guess they would have to have introduced death, like Lady Death. Yeah. You know, but I think it's more relatable that he's just trying to impress a girl. <laughs> it seems more relatable to me than than some hippy-dippy nonsense that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Oh, well, write your congressman. Yeah, he's trying to impress a girl, and uh, and then she's not impressed. That's the best part. Story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I, I, it was great. I'd say go see it, except if you've gotten this far, you sh I hope you already seen it. <laughs> yeah. We just made it a lot less enjoyable for you. Yeah, fuck it. You'll still enjoy it. 
it'll it'll be a lot less uh shocking now one more thing i wanted to bring up with captain america when he shows up all old manny is he's wearing a wedding ring and falcon asks him what's this all about you gonna tell me the story he's like nah so it goes back to like an old timey house probably 50s and i mean my heart swelled up when when i saw this i was like of course yeah. Thank goodness. Angelina had no idea. Why she, else she'd would never he stay seen back in time, right? Well, she'd never seen the first Captain America. Oh. So and and in my head I was like, he's getting his dance. Because they they'd even referenced that uh in a couple of the other flicks about uh, or like Age of Ultron, he's got that weird uh fear vision thing from Scarlet Witch, you know, where he's in the dance hall with Peggy Carter. Because the you know Captain America ends with you know they're gonna have to take a rain check on that dance. She's like, "Well, be there next week." And and even at the very end of the movie, he's like, when he's in the future, he's like, "I I had a date." Um, we went back and watched it afterwards. Angelina fell asleep, of course, because that's what she always does. <laughs> but I I loved that so much that that was the send off that they gave Cap. They didn't have to kill him off, but they they rewarded him with his happy ending. You know, he got to live out his life with his love. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how that changed continuity. I was a little like, doesn't staying back in time and I guess it can't change the future. So nope, nothing that matters, at least. Yeah, it's 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 hard to say, but maybe it was one of those moments where they're just like, fuck it. We're not we're not going to worry about this. This is what Cap needs. This is what happened. Yeah. Eat shit. So I really loved that. And then one other touching moment that I wanted to talk about, because we all sat through the credits waiting for an end credits scene that did not come, except for some clanging of metal at the end. There were three clangs, and it was the sound of Tony when he was making his first armor in the first Iron Man movie. And I'm not sure of the significance, whether it's like, oh, there's stuff in the works, or if it's like, hey, this was the beginning, and now you're at the end. Um, But something that signified the end was those special... Oh, the um, credits yeah the credits where they they had the the actor's signature come on and it showed them each and it didn't hit me in the moment but angelina turned to me and she's like they're signing off and i was like that's fucking cool oh yeah like that's so deep they are literally signing their names on their characters and saying like hey it's been great it's over you know have have a have a good life thank you for going on this ride with us yeah yeah yeah, fuck. Are all those are all those are are were those all the actors that were not because there was like the core Avengers. Yeah, it was just the original. It was the original team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as far as anyone knows, they are done in movies except Black Widow getting her own solo movie. But yeah, you know, that would make sense that hers, if it was a prequel, she wouldn't have any sort of uh, she wouldn't be tying into any future Avengers movies. Which I bet we won't see one for another five years anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like probably till it can catch up to the fictional uh, Avengers world. I remember hearing the clanging. I was like, okay, something's going to happen. And then nothing happened. See, I didn't even notice the clanging when I heard, when I heard about that. I was like, wait, are you fucking oh, kidding I to- me? I totally noticed it. And I was like, okay, so- is something going to occur? Yeah. No. And then the lights came on. I'm like, okay. I'm like, fuck you guys. I guess not. <laughs> what the fuck? Thank you very much, folks, for sitting through this spoiler heavy bonus episode and um come back and see us next time if you want to let us know how we did you can find us on the social medias uh facebook at geek exploration the podcast 
Instagram at Geeksploration Podcast and Twitter at Geeksplore Pod. You can email us at email at geeksploration.com. Um, and hey, we got a couple uh, reviews, so send more in. And uh, or actually, we got a couple ratings. Review us. Send us some emails. Let us know how we did. Um, we will read them on the show. Yep. Yeah, and if if you if you would be so kind as to review us, you could do so uh, via Apple Podcast. I think is the industry standard. Oh yeah, you're there, the one who calls out there, reviews. There may be some other place you can do that. I don't know where it is. So go there and uh, leave us a five Infinity Stone review. Yeah, really appropriate number of them. Um, Wait, isn't there six? I'm not trying to get greedy here. <laughs> I don't think Apple's going to make arrangements in their rating system just for us. They should. But uh, And then uh, if you uh, want to hear about new episodes when they come out, you can either subscribe with your podcatcher or go on to geeksplorationpodcast.com and subscribe there, and you'll get notified when new episodes drop. Our theme song for this very special episode was Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Until next time. I love you 3,000. <laughs>